Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, Joy in the Trials of Life. You know, all of us experience various trials. It's just part of human life. All of us experience periods of distress and of grief, of heartache, and various trials come to us. They're the natural part of life in a sinful and fallen world. But now the Christian also faces extra trials sometimes, trials against our faith even, because of the assaults that may come in association with the various trials of life. And Peter addresses his first letter to the Christians that are dispersed throughout the empire. And he writes these words in 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning at verse 3 through 9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith, for a salvation that's ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which though perishable is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you've not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy because you're receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Now, I simply want to walk you through this passage with reference to how we can have joy in the trials of life. In fact, not how we can have it, but the reason why Christians do have joy in the trials of life. Paul is not writing a a how-to-have-joy passage. He's telling us this is the reality that we have because of what has happened to us through the great mercy of God. So what is it that's happened to us? Well, the first thing that has happened to the Christian is that we have been given a new birth through the mercies of God. And this new birth is into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now think about that. We are given new birth. And it's a living hope that comes with this new birth because it not only begins now, but it has a glorious terminus. At the end, there is the eternal life at the time of the resurrection of the dead. Our new birth is a response to God's sovereign mercy because of the power he exerted in raising Jesus Christ from the dead. You see, Jesus Christ is the one who bore the penalty of our sins in his own body on the tree. Having discharged the punishment that's due us and the debt that we owe to God, in his own body, on behalf of those whom God the Father has given him, 
Now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, this same power that raised him from the dead is the one that causes us to be born again. And being born again is into a living hope. Now, what does that hope consist of? Well, the first thing that Peter writes about is that we are given a new birth into a living hope that is an inheritance that's imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. So God has new birthed us, and the living hope is that we have an inheritance that we are going to possess in full at the end of time when Christ returns. This inheritance is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, and is kept in heaven for you who believe in Christ. And it's a sure inheritance. There's no doubt that those who belong to Christ will receive this inheritance. Why? Because you are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that's ready to be revealed in the last time. Now that word, translated guarded, has the concept in the Greek of a garrison. That is like an army that has a garrison around the fort. You can't penetrate it. You're guarded by God's power. This is sovereign power. This is the power that's almighty. It's a power that is unconquerable by the enemy. You are being guarded by God for this inheritance that you are sure to receive in the last time. This produces joy. This produces a rejoicing even in the distresses of life, even in the various trials through which we are subjected. That's what he says in verse 6. You rejoice in this. In what? In the salvation that's being guarded for you and ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials. Our trials cause us grief. They burden our hearts. They cause tears to come from our eyes. They cause groans and prayers and distresses that we express to others. We suffer grief in the various trials. Why does God let us go through this? Since we're God's beloved people, his chosen people, his elect people, his saved people, why do we have to go through the various trials of life? Why are we subjected to this distress and the grief that comes with these distresses? There are two reasons that Peter specifies. He says, first of all, you suffer grief in various trials so that, you could translate that, because, so that the proven character of your faith may result in praise glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Our character, the character of our faith, is manifested in how we handle the trials of life and how in those trials we look to the Lord who has saved us, who will bring us through them. That's how we prove the character of our faith. And this character of our faith that's now manifested to others, will result in praise, glory, and honor. It can do so in a limited time here on earth. 
as people see how we cling to our trust in God, even in the midst of trials. But it will certainly be manifest at the revelation of Jesus Christ at the end of time. Now, another reason he tells us that we endure these trials is because we are currently, you are receiving, he says, the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You see, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, trials do not mean that you're not God's child. Trials give you an opportunity in the midst of the suffering to look to him and thus bring glory to him and for him to intervene sometimes in your behalf, but at all times to keep you safe in his grip until he brings you to the fullness of joy at his right hand forevermore. For even now, you see, we are receiving the goal of our faith. What is the goal of our faith? It's the salvation of our souls, and we are now receiving it. So this is a progressive action. God's work of salvation begins at the moment of our new birth, but it continues throughout our lives until it culminates at the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when we will be raised from the dead or translated to meet him in the air. Then the fullness of our salvation will be inherited. We will see him. We will be transformed totally into his image. We will live with him on the new earth in the new heavenly situation. We are pilgrims in this world. We are exiles currently. We have a homeland that God has prepared for those he has chosen in Christ, for those he has loved from the foundation of the world, for those that he has called to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, for those in whom the Holy Spirit does reside even now. And that Holy Spirit is the down payment of the full salvation that's yet to come. In all of this, we can rejoice. You see, our trials are something we pass through. They're a dark night, but there's joy that comes in the morning. There is pain and suffering for the temporary time but it result in eternal joy where there will be no pain, no suffering, no death, nothing that will ever solve the eternal life that we will inherit in full in the new earth with Christ our Lord. Having these things in our minds, the sureness, the greatness of the salvation that God has wrought in Christ's death burial and resurrection and his current ascended session in heaven should give us great joy even in the midst of trials. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. The next time, remember you have joy in the midst of trials by your faith and love toward Jesus Christ.